Today's podcast is brought to you by Faith Versus Fear, Breaking Family Size, now available on Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. You are now listening to Renewed Mind Revolution Podcast with your host, Michelle Kakal. You are now listening to Renewed Mind Revolution Podcast with your host, Michelle Kakal. Please begin to take that good deep breath as we begin to refresh, recharge, and reset. Let's go. Today, I specifically wanted to uh, share the beginning of Renewed My Revolution. This whole revolution uh, came about from some experiences. And a lot of this is shared in the book, Breaking Family Ties. Breaking Family Ties. So if you don't have this book, purchase this book. It's available at Amazon.com. It's available on BarnesandNoble.com and other outlets. It's also available. I even found my book on Walmart. So online. So go and find this book and um, read it. Read it. It's, it's, it's filled with uh, information. It's filled with experience. It's filled with testimony. It's filled with scripture. Um, so it comes from a scriptural background. So let me tell you that because that is what helps me. That's what helps me and that that is what helped me. So I wanted to share today. I've shared so much over the, the time frame of this podcast. I've had an awesome time. But I wanted today to go back to the beginning. This is a live uh, podcast. I don't uh, do live very often, but this is a live uh, podcast today. And I wanted to uh, be live because I wanted to be able to read the comments as they were coming in and engage with the listeners on today. It's a beautiful day. Um, It's a nice, uh, sunny, shiny day. And I really felt uh, this was a good moment to go back let's go back let's go back to the beginning and share some of the the stories and some of the background as to why renewed mind why that statement why why am i using renewed mind uh revolution as a title of this podcast and so many things that i do and so um, just understand first that renewed mind comes from a scripture, Romans 12, 2. Okay. And it comes from me studying this scripture because of all the experiences that I've had and realizing how powerful our mind, our brain is, how it's designed and how, how powerful it is and what we think and how what we think can project into you know, things for us physically. And I I mean, in regards to if you think something is, you know, wrong or going on with you, then you will begin to feel that. I mean, we're going to talk about that today, but just how powerful and how people who might have been physically ill, but because of their thinking, because of their mindset, it's like almost a self-healing, you know, it, it, if your mind is good, the body just follows. It just, it just, it just follows. So I just realized how powerful our mind was. I remember thinking, um, and we're going to share this about how we're often using it to think on things that are bad and, and think that things that can go wrong and all these things. And it, it, it's very powerful in that way. But I, I also came to this epiphany of how much more powerful it would be for us if we were to use it for the opposite. And I just remember talking to someone not a couple of days ago about how easy it is for us to fall into the default setting of thinking the worst, thinking, you know, negative thinking things are going wrong and you know we think that or this is wrong with me or this is happening or that headache is you know a migraine that headache is a sign of of of, um something more serious a stroker you know this pain in my chest is not just a muscle that is aching it could be a heart attack i mean we just go to the extreme sometimes versus versus us thinking more positive 
how much more effective that would be in our lives as well if we were to think more positive things versus all the negative things. Let's get into it. I could go on and on and on and on. But let's get into it. We're going to talk about the beginning of Renewed Mind Revolution. We're going to talk about um, one of my experiences. So one of my experiences is I remember sitting in a public place and I was enjoying everything that was going on that day. And I remember my man began telling everybody that he could smell natural gas. He could smell it. So now prior to him saying this, prior to him, you know, going around whispering to everybody, my God, I think I smell something and, you know, making a scene. And I'm nosy, so I'm listening, I'm looking. But prior to him doing that, um, I had felt great. You know, I had no feeling of anything being wrong. And unfortunately, I'm, I'm one of those people who, at that particular time, um, I would like watch shows about or news about people who would, um, you know, die because they didn't know that they were, you know, sleeping during, you know, carbon dioxide or gas leaks and, you know, they were, would lose their life. So I always had that in the back of my mind. So what was really crazy was that um, prior to him saying this, I felt nothing. I felt nothing. But as soon as he said that he, that there was a gas leak, I began to panic. I mean, immediately. Not only did I panic, but I began to feel physically ill and weak. It was the strangest thing I have ever experienced. My legs began to get wobbly, felt lightheaded. And I watched, you know, like I said, all these things on TV about safety and i had read articles about it you know uh leaks gas leaks carbon monoxide poison all these things so in my mind um immediately i began to feel oh my god he's right there is definitely something going on in this in this place and i am now being exposed to this natural gas that he's talking about just as quick i mean it didn't take me 30 minutes it did not take me 20 minutes it did not take me 10 minutes I mean, it was like immediately I took what he said. I grabbed hold of it and my mind, that's what we talk about, how powerful your mind can be. My mind created this whole scenario using my little background of articles and shows and news reports and put it all together that, oh my God, you know, this is happening. This is happening. This is not a, this is not a, um, a rehearsal, ladies and gentlemen, this is the real deal. Okay, so his words had immediately had some form of reaction over me. Okay, so at the same time, another person came in and checked to see if this was fact, if this was true. And he eased all of our minds immediately by letting us know that everything was safe. This was not true. And the man, you know, made a mistake, was wrong, all of that put together. There was never any risk. There was never a gas leak. There was never um, a smell of gas leak being put out there, anything. There was nothing. We were never, ever, ever in danger. I knew then if I could give myself physical symptoms based, based upon the untrue, how awesome it would be for me to, to use the same power of thinking to speak life, prosperity, and health over myself. Okay, it, it, it's, it's amazing how I use that word amazing a lot. And I know we use it normally for a, a positive thing, but amazing to me just means like, you know, like mind blowing. It's amazing to me how quickly I adopted, I embraced and I took this. And it's amazing to me how more challenging it is for me to think the total opposite of something. I can go, I can, I can immediately go into, oh my God, something's going on, something's wrong. At that moment, I definitely can definitely just go with that guy so fast and begin to have these physical symptoms. But 
when the individual came in. Now, I didn't no longer have the symptoms. You know, I believed him. But in the back of my mind for a minute, I was like, I wonder if he's right. I wonder if there is really no danger. And maybe he's just saying this. And what's really crazy about that is that it was easier for me to, and quicker for me to accept this untrue than it is for me to accept this truth. Because we went on with the festivities, had no problems, no symptoms. no, And I wasn't the only one. There were other people who felt, too, because based upon his words and his urgency, that there was something that was wrong. Okay, and they were worried and stressed, maybe not as much as I was, but they were. But once the person came and eased all of our concerns, we went on with our festivities and nothing happened. So, truthfully, there was nothing wrong. At this time is when I uh, began the new the renewed, excuse me, mind revolution. This is when this whole journey for me began. This was so many years ago. I mean, so many years ago. Um, but this is when it began for me. This movement, this movement states, um, we are born into a world of fear. As children, our parents establish control by instill, instilling fear sometimes. By saying, don't go there. Or this will happen. Don't do this. Or this will happen. Subconsciously, these patterns have instilled a deep root of fear into us. Throughout our lives, we wonder why we are hesitant to make decisions, fighting within ourselves, seeking advice from others about decisions that we are more than capable of making on our own. And this makes me um, think about a reading that I had not too long ago, saying that. It's as if we are not able to think for ourselves, like none of us. And those who are due are almost like um, rebels, right? Because we are all following this pattern, this pattern of thinking. And un unfortunately, this pattern of thinking is not giving you or me an opportunity to expound. It's not giving us room to Think beyond the box. Think beyond the wall, you know, the, the big wall that is in front of us. It's not giving us the opportunity to explore. It's not giving us the opportunity to say, but what if? I'm going to throw this in here really fast, um, which it has something to do with what I'm saying, but it's just a, it's just a particular person in the Bible that I always refer to when I think about... Um, a renewed mind. It was the person in which I did my first sermon on message on. This person is Apostle Paul. And the reason why um, my sermon, my first sermon was entitled, I've come to my senses, I've come to my senses. And the reason why I, I, I studied Paul and I spoke about his journey for my first message, because I related to this. I related to the fact that um, understanding Paul really quickly, understanding Paul, he was a very educated um, and intelligent man. Um, he was a scriptural man. He he knew, you know, the Bible and what the scriptures, and he was he was uh, you know very firm believer. Thing is, is that once uh, Paul had his experience on the road, um, when you know Jesus asked him, "Why are you persecuting me?" and and uh, he began to, you know, he lost his sight, and we know the story. But Paul had to rethink. This is what the renewed mind comes from. Paul had to rethink everything that he knew. Everything I feel, Paul was revolutionary. This is how I feel. And I'll stick by that forever. <laughs> I've studied a lot about his writings, his life, and and his teachings. Like, to me, he was revolutionary because although he knew so much and he was so adamant that he was right, that he was persecuting Christians and, you know, doing all these things, once he had this experience with Christ, he was willing to rethink renewed thinking renewed mind he was willing to rethink everything that he thought he knew 
so that he can get it right. Like he was not going to say to himself, oh, okay, I'm having this experience and make excuses for it. And, you know, just give me my sight back and still I'm going back to do whatever I was doing prior to. No, he was humble and wise enough to realize, well, something is wrong. Something truthfully is, is wrong with what I'm doing and, and my steps and the actions that I've taken so far. So what can I do? And so he made changes. He made changes to his thinking, to his life, which followed his, you know, his actions, his thinking, and then his actions followed his thinking. He changed. He was renewed. He changed. So that was my first sermon thinking about he came to his senses because once he thought what he thought he knew was what I said, what he thought he knew, he realized he didn't know. And a lot of a lot of us will know that we mess up and don't know something but we just keep going with it that's 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 awful that's a, a sin to yourself that's an injustice to yourself is when you know but yet you don't change when you know you've done something wrong or you've been acting wrong thinking wrong doing wrong speaking to people wrong hurting people whatever it is but yet you can you know, consistently doing the wrong thing and just say, well, because I've been doing it my whole life, you know, or because this is what my family has done their whole life. This is what I'm going to continue to do. Once again, once you know better, you do better. So if it takes you to revamp, come on, just like he had, if you have to revamp your whole life, your whole way of thinking, your whole way of doing things to become a better you, then do it didn't do it and that's what um renewed mind revolution comes from um just understanding and recognizing that uh you know you're doing something saying something wrong for so long but then let me let me change this let me let me make a a a, a effort a, a, a conscious effort to change it um the the pattern uh this pattern of 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 thinking that we have uh these patterns that instill a deep rooted fear into us throughout our lives um us having the inability to make decisions and think for ourselves or whatever these patterns create an inability of making simple decisions creating doubt and lack of self confidence okay so Renew Mind Revolution is a practice of untangling the pattern of doubt created by fear. Because once again, we've been kind of taught fear. I mean, it's just, it's taught from a baby up, okay, toddler up. Oop, don't touch that. Oop, don't go there. Oop, don't, don't do this. Don't do that. You know, we, we're constantly, which is for our protection, but to be honest, a lot of times, depending on how it's taught, it can instill fear. It can, it can instill fear into us. Um, so we need to make sure, especially as parents, that when we are teaching our children, that we're not teaching them to create fear, instill fear, and take away their, their own self-confidence. That they have to come to rely on us or others to make decisions that they can make for themselves. They have to, at some point, be able to trust themselves to make good decisions. We want to make sure that we are untangling the pattern of doubt. We're going to take, this is what this podcast is all about. This is what this revolution is all about. Untangling the pattern of doubt, which is created by the fear. This uh, revolution that I, you know, started Renew My Revolution um, is something that is very important to me. It is an awakening happening to me in our society, which makes this a perfect timing for this type of reversal. People are ready. People are seeking. People are looking for answers. They're looking for change. They're looking. They're seeking. And this is a perfect time for this. The opportunities are there for, you know, me and others to share uh, this type of thinking, this type of journey. Uh, revolutionaries who dare to think outside of the box and not be a status quo. 
This is a process to unravel. We want to unravel uh, what you've been doing forever. Just because you've been doing it does not mean it's right. Just because I've been doing it does not mean it is right. We want to make sure that although we are our parents' child, no matter what age we are, we know that they played a huge process, a huge part in our process of growth. We want to make sure that although we are our parents' child, we are not limited by their culture, tradition, or character. We have a new character. We are new creatures designed to fulfill and execute our own assignment. You know, as much as I love my mom and my father, who is no longer here, I, I do not um, have the responsibility of living out their dreams and their lives. You know, I have my own assignment. I have my own purpose. I have my own destiny. So I told you from the beginning that um, this came from, this whole podcast comes from Romans uh, 12, 2. So let me read that. It says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Your thoughts are alive. Do you hear me? Your thoughts are alive. According to Psychology Today, which was dated uh, 6-9-16, it has been estimated that we have anywhere from 25,000 to 50,000 thoughts a day. 25,000 to 50,000 thoughts a day. And that was way back in 2016. Um, But that's a lot of thinking. A lot of thinking, a lot of thoughts. And what's scary is that probably the majority of those thoughts are not productive, good thoughts. Those probably are thoughts that are, you know, negative and, and once again telling you the mistakes you made. Have you ever, and a lot of people who suffer from like different forms of anxiety have this issue where they have, you know, a conversation or engagement with the individual and something could be said and that conversation is over with, but they play that scenario over and over and over and over and over again in their mind, thinking of other ways they could have said it, other ways they could have done, you know, done it. How did they look? How was they coming across? I mean, they just playing these things over and over and over and over in their mind, right? So these are the, the rapid thoughts that goes on according to psychology today they can range between 25,000 to 50,000 thoughts a day uh depression manifests in negative thinking before it creates a negative effect hear me once again depression manifests in negative thinking before it creates a negative effect so before you start you know responding uh physically with depression you have depressive thoughts. You have depressive thoughts. So once again, we're talking about unraveling this pattern of thinking. Begin to pull this apart. We want to we want to we want to undo the damage. To undo the damage. One very successful way to combat combat depression is to understand how critical the quality of your thinking is to the maintaining and even intensifying your depression. So simply saying one way for you to, you know, deal and face the depression that you might be dealing with right now is to understand how critical your thinking is to the maintaining um, of this depression. So you're going to either intensify it or do what unravel it by your own thinking. Therefore, the quickest way to change how you feel is to change how you think. And I'm, I'm not saying this as if it is something that you can just flip on the switch and do. Um, if you go back and listen to any of my other podcasts, you will know that I am a firm believer that whatever you practice, you perfect. You will hear me say that over and over again in my podcast. Whatever you practice, you will perfect. So the only way that we can see these things come to pass, 
to see the manifestation of the things that we are acquiring or, or asking or to see, we are to do what? Put it to practice. The same way we are putting the practice to put the cover over our heads and, and decide that we're not going to face the world, that we are done and we're tired and we're uh, exhausted and overwhelmed. Same way we can do that for 10 days straight. Well, take 10 more days and do the total opposite. Take 10 more. I mean, it's going to hurt. It can hurt. It can hurt. Come on. It can physically, mentally hurt. It's draining to undo this, to unravel this. It is, it's exhausting to do that. But the more we do it, the better we get at it. To the point where we're not going to want to be in the bed. To the point that we're not going to want to have cover over our heads all day. That we're going to want to be productive and we want to, we want to execute um, our, our, our jobs today, you know, and, and take care of our businesses and handle things that we have been, been putting off. So once again, before I continue, hear me say this motto, uh, and I love this motto, but whatever you practice, you will perfect. So you guys can share that over and over again and remind yourself that when you decide I'm just not in the mood, I just don't feel like I'm just not going to do this today. Um, Remind yourself, hey, whatever I put to practice, I'm going to perfect. Let me get up today. Okay. Positive and negative thinking are contagious. Positive and negative thinking, it's just contagious. It's contagious. So it's, it's very important that you kind of surround yourself around people um, who are thinking the way that, not necessarily the way that you're, if you're in a bad spot, don't hang around people who are in a bad spot. And talking that talking the negative around you. Get yourself around some people who's gonna speak life, gonna speak strength, it's gonna speak, you know, uh prosperity and, and 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 life and good things and positive things. Don't surround yourself around people who's gonna say, Oh my goodness, it, we just can't get a break. Oh my goodness, it just keeps happening. Oh my lord, you know, if it's not one thing, it's another. When it rains, it pours, you know. I, I talk about these things all the time. Those, those, those. Things drive me nuts. I'm just going to be really honest. It, it really, 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 uh, it's a sore spot for me because I've heard it so much. <laughs> I've heard it so much throughout my life. And it, I know what it does to me physically to hear it, to hear someone constantly say these things over and over again. That's how I know it is contagious because it kind of make you feel some type of way. You could be in a good mood. You could be feeling really good and trying to get things done have a conversation with someone and they start talking about, Oh Lord, you know, it's not one thing. It's another I'm going through and we just can't get a break. Can we, I mean, you know, it's just so much going on in the world. And, and they just, I mean, they not like sharing informative information. They're just like putting a big cloud over your whole conversation and you'll find yourself feeling some type of way. Right, because they have poured so much, and it's the same thing with the positive thinking. You could be feeling really negative, really bad, kind of you know, down on yourself, things not going right. Have the right conversation with the right person and say, you know what's gonna work out. You know, it, it can work out. Uh, you know, it's 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 going rough right now for you, but look, I, I believe in you and I see some things coming, and this is the plans that you could put in place. Let me give you some information, let me give you some advice, and guess what you'll do? You will begin to feel better you know you you now you have a plan now you feel the you know the you, you see the light at the end of the tunnel versus just you know pure darkness i mean it, it can change it can change um you and me it can change negative and positive thinking um i remember there is a quote from uh franklin d roosevelt that says men and women are prisoners Excuse me, men and women are not prisoners of fate, but only prisoners of their own minds. That is a really good, a really good um, quote from Franklin D. Roosevelt. The men and women are not prisoners of their fate, but only prisoners of their own minds. Because there are people who were born into really bad conditions and bad environments with really, you know, awful people, no love, no support, whatever. But they still, because they were determined to go against the odds and i know um you know people like that who were told you never be nothing you never have nothing you'll never be anything out of life 
and they were determined. If 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 nothing else, what fueled their fire was to show those who said they couldn't that they could, you know. And then they had that mindset about I will not fall, I will not fail, I will not give up, I will not stop. And they pursued and they kept going. I know for me, um, you know, when I lost my father, I was only twenty two and I was just married and I just had my my first child. Um, he was literally a newborn. My, he was born in December. My father passed in uh, February. And I remember, you know, thinking to myself, even though I was in an awful uh, state of mind, because I had lost him, you know, when I was so young and he was young and it just really crushed my heart. But I remember making this commitment uh, to my father. I remember saying that I will make him proud that I would I would live the life that um he would have wanted me to live I would do the things that I you know felt compelled to do um and and I knew what was important to him you know I knew certain things he he you know appreciated and so I made sure that I made that type of commitment it was that was my that was my fuel to my fire Although I was, you know, in this in this situation where I had no natural father anymore here on earth at such a young age. And mind you, he had played a huge part in my life. So him being pulled out of the picture was a huge blow. But I had made a commitment that was my fuel to my fire. Okay, so everybody have their own fuel. And you have to find your fuel. You might say, you know, well. I've been, you know, in this situation for so long, I don't know how to get out of it. Well, you have to find uh, what's your fuel. You know, what is it that you're passionate enough about that can get you to where you need to be? Find that fuel and and, and get out of that, that, that prison of your mind okay the thoughts that pass through your mind are responsible for everything that happens in your life your predominant thoughts influence your behavior and attitude and control your actions and reactions as your thoughts are so is your life okay hear me again as your thoughts are so is your life we have to see it you ever seen somebody who's just so negative they're so negative to a point where you just don't want to be around them that's their life just i mean gossip gossip negative drama know everything about everybody and you don't even know how you're like how do they even know like how is your how are you connected with everybody's life everybody's life you know you just know all the stuff right and that's just their lives that's their thinking that's their life, right? And then someone like you and me, we're trying to just maintain our lives. We don't have time to, you know, be in everybody else's business and, and their lives, but that's their thinking. That's what they love to do is just to be in everybody else's, you know, life. And so they're like a busybody. Their thoughts is everybody else's stuff, everybody else's business. In the meantime, they're not controlling their own life. They're not controlling their own thoughts. They're not controlling their own journey because they're so busy in everybody else's stuff, right? So we have to make sure that uh, we are maintaining um, our thinking, that it is healthy and productive. Productive is not being in everybody's business and knowing everybody, unless you like a gossip columnist, I don't know how, how, you know, helpful that is to the world, but somebody's reading it. But if not, you really should be maintaining your own life. You know, you really should be focusing on your life and um, and how in, in, impactful you are being. And if, if that impactfulness is a negative or a positive, um, what, what do you choose? What do you want to be? Do you want to be known as a busybody, um, a gossiper? An unpleasant person to be around, a person people avoid when they come in, or do you want to be a person who is ma minding your own business, 
and trying to uh, live the life that was given to you to the fullest. And, 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 and that's your choice. That's your choice. What works for you? Proverbs 23, 7 reads for it, as he thinking in his heart, so is he. Okay. So as he thinking in his heart, so is he. So that's, that goes back to me saying your thoughts are, so is your life. As your thoughts are, so is your life. Okay. So that's important. Okay, here we go. Here we go with some facts today. According to the Mayo Clinic, researchers continue to explore the effects of positive thinking on your health, health benefits, and positive thinking may provide. Uh, what positive thinking may provide includes these things. Okay, I'm going to give you some things that your positive thinking might um, actually provide. Includes this. It might include. Increased, increasing your lifespan. And we're talking about, this is according to the Mayo Clinic. Now, this is what positive thinking may do for you and me. Increase lifespan. Okay? Lower rates of depression. Going back to what we said earlier. Okay? Maintaining your, your thinking. The maintenance of your thinking. Before you begin to what experience the physical effects of depression, it starts in your mind. So the Mayo Clinic says that positive thinking may uh, may lower the rates of depression. It may lower levels of distress, uh, greater resistance to the common cold. Oh my lord! Um, better psychological and physical well-being. Better physical, physical, uh, psychological and physical well-being. So you can have a better mindset and a better physical body. Because what did I say? What goes on in that mind affects that body. Come on, it's not just me saying it. It's not even just the scripture saying, so a man thinking, so is he. It's science. This is why I love Renew My Revolution. Because I always say it is when the scripture and science agree. This is when they come together. It is a fact. It is just, it's not just the word of the Lord, which I know is a fact, but it is also science. For those who say, I don't believe in what the scripture says. Well, science says it too. Okay. So you're going to have a better psychological and physical well-being. Reduce the risk of death from a cardiovascular disease. So it's, it, it's going to keep, it can keep you or reduce you from, you know, having, having die or you know having issues with your heart having diseases of your heart and that's important because then that's kind of telling you that stress and, and negative thinking and all these things what affects our heart okay um also better coping skills during hardships and times of stress so if we can start now working on our positive thinking then when things come in our lives that are deeming very stressful and hard to deal with we have better coping skills on how to deal with them because we have been what put into practice positive thinking and what we put to practice we do what we perfect come on it's all coming together i'm enjoying i am enjoying this this uh podcast on today and i hope you are too please leave me a message please write in let me know that you are appreciating it before i end it i definitely will look at your comments, and um, if I get an opportunity to, to respond, I definitely will. Okay, let's continue. Positive thinking enables you to cope with stressful situations, reducing harmful health effects of stress on your body. Okay, we're gonna we we got we have to be mindful of what our thinking does to our bodies what it does to our physical bodies okay we always worry about just the um emotional and mental but understand that all of this is connected all of it it's amazing how our bodies were designed it's just all connected so we have to make sure that you know we're taking care of our, our mental health because when we take care of our mental health that mental health is going to help us with our physical health, okay? Um, there's a term that I've used uh, several times in my podcast, in my writings. Um, it's a term called autopilot. Autopilot. 
And um, if you never experienced uh, autopilot before, it is really uh, a very interesting state of mind. Autopilot is the term that I use to describe going through the motions and not living on purpose. I got this from the movie Click by uh, Adam Sandler. Um, if you haven't seen the movie, it's, it's hilarious. My family and I, we love that movie. And um, so in the movie, Adam Sandler, um, you know, he has this remote control where he can speed up things, pause things. He can um, reverse things. Um, he just, I mean, he does a lot with this remote control because he kind of, he kind of wants to get to a certain place in his life. Um, with his job so that he can better provide for his family. Of course, there's a message in the movie and he learns his lesson. But there is this part in there that um, he is called autopilot. And it's where he was there physically and he was answering questions and he was mildly engaging with his family. But he didn't even know that he was doing it because according to the guy who gave him the remote control he was an autopilot and so they go back and they show him what he looks like and he's sitting at the table and he's eating and he's like sluggish and he's like answering questions and he's you know engaging but he's not really he's not there because he's not even aware that he's doing it it reminded me a lot of um anxiety um for those who who suffer from anxiety i bring anxiety a lot up in the podcast um, who really have been diagnosed with anxiety and actually have anxiety attacks or panic attacks. They know of this zombie feeling that, you know, you can get where you're um, present, but not present. People are talking and you kind of like um, separated from the moment because you have an anxiety attack. They could talk, they can say whatever, and you're not even there, right? And so you kind of get back what we call grounded. Okay, so autopilot is the term that um, that I described. Just going through the motions. Autopilot is the state of mind in which you wake up already thinking about uh, coming home and going back to bed. You know, you get up in the morning, you know you have things to do. You don't really want to do it, but you have to do it. So you do it. And while you're doing it, you're even thinking to yourself, I can't wait for this to be over so I can go back and find my comfort zone, right? Um, you're not present. You participate in activities physically. But mentally, you're far away. You enter your um, your day at work, and immediately you begin thinking about when you're able to clock out. You're always waiting for something to come and change your current situation. You go through the motions uh, every day until that moment arrives. I can't wait until I make more money, right? And then this is going to happen. I can get a bigger house. I can get a better car. I finally get married. Um, I, I can finally get married. Uh, you, you say, you know, this is such a numbing existence, but this is something that you do. You always looking for the next. You're not necessarily satisfied with where you are right now. You're not present in the moment, but you're always looking for the next, the next, the next. You get the job. Then you say, well, this is not enough money. I can't wait to, you know, either get a promotion or you know, look for another position or change offices. I don't like these people. Or, I mean, it's just always going to be something. You get a car and they say, um, this car is not big enough. It's not what I thought it would be. I don't really like this car. I can't wait to, you know, change this car. And the truth of the matter is, um, some autopilot uh, moments are more obvious than others. And I'm going to say that because, um, there are moments, like I said, with the kind of anxiety feel autopilot where you're, you're present, but you're not present. And then there are other moments where people are not even recognizing that they're in autopilot. Um, for example, the, the never satisfying, they're never being in the moment, the, the just, I, I get this, but yeah, I'm waiting for this. I'm always on the next and not because you are a, a, a driven person but because you're just in the next uh moments of your life like you're just always in the next and there's a difference between a a driven person and a person who's just like never present never satisfied never in that moment i remember um <clears throat> when i wanted to move i wanted to buy my own house the first thing i thought about was making sure that where I was, I took care of it. 
I wanted to make sure that everything about it was was right. I took care of my responsibility from the maintenance of it, you know, to the upkeep of, of it, to the payment of it, to whatever, to make sure that, you know, I'm in that moment of taking care of what I have until I can get my next. So it's not like I was like being neglectful and then waiting on my next. I was maintaining and being present and being grounded in that moment. Some of us, it takes a lot. Um, to be grounded in that moment, those who are dealing with depression and, and anxiety and all those things, the next is, is always relevant. Hear me very clearly. Those who are suffering from these challenges, I don't call them illnesses, but these challenges, they are always waiting for that next. If I can just finish this, I can go home. If I can just get this done, then I can go back to doing what I was doing. If I can just, you know, make this phone call, then I can just not be bothered with people for the rest of the day. I mean, it's just the little things, the, you know, and the big things. It's just always trying to uh, get through something. You know, we have to, you know, go here. We have to go there. We have to take care of these things. But it's about just getting through it so that I can do what I, you know, I'm comfortable and I'm secure in doing. So they're not necessarily always in that moment. That's that autopilot. I'm there and you and, and people could be talking and you're not you're not really hearing them. I mean they're having like real conversations around you and you're just thinking, oh my God, if they can only know that, you know, I'm suffering, I'm hurting, I'm breaking down inside. This is this is a lot for me to even stand here and listen to this. This is a lot for me to even sit in the middle of this and hear this. This is a lot for me to, you know, deal with this right now. I just want to go crawl in my little hole and hide. Okay. These are individuals who are dealing with a real uh, serious autopilot moment where you just, you're just present, but you're not there. You're present, but you're not there. Okay. This is such a numbing experience, always existing, but not living. Hear me again. You're always existing, but you're not living. You're watching others explore and advance as you continue to wait. The wait is paralyzing and it's stressful. And the more that you watch other people do things, the worse it feels. This experience is a detachment from reality. It's like a protective mode for yourself. You're just traveling through to get to an end. Autopilot is an auto cycle. You're not progressive in autopilot. You're not, you're not accomplishing anything in autopilot. You're not. It's just an auto cycle. You're just doing it over and over again. You're not really being productive or progressive. You're always waiting on the edge. It's a numbing place of complacency. The time that you lose an autopilot is irreplaceable. It feels like you are placed in a glass box with a 360 degree view, but the inability to touch, feel, or participate. This is scary, but this is a reality for so many people. You're watching everybody else live a life that you're not living at all because you're just existing. Getting through the numbness of existing and not living requires the renewing of your mind. That's why this podcast exists. Because there are people who are really, really hurting. People who really, really need to hear someone say, I understand. Someone say, I can relate. I hear you and I see you. If those bubbly people around you <laughs> would never say that they see you or they hear you, I am saying to you, I see you and I hear you. Take one day at a time. Take one day at a time. Time is something that you can't retrieve. So there is never a reason to waste time. We need to get rid of our sinful attitudes, our negative critical ways of thinking, and our, 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 our damaging thoughts. Be mindful of what you're feeding your soul, your mind. Be mindful of what you're feeding yourself. If you're feeding yourself, your spiritual man, unhealthy and negative food, then you will have a negative and unhealthy mind. 
So stop damning yourself. Stop allowing those around you to damn you as well. Stop accepting damning information about yourself. You know, this includes the company that we keep and the entertainment that we, you know, keep um, the things that we listen to. All these things play effect into how we think. So, for example, um, a lot of times I make sure that I, um, when I'm in a certain mindset, I make sure that I play like certain messages of, you know, that that's good for me for meditation, certain music, um, all those things are, are imperative to the environment that I'm trying to create. Um, so you have to be mindful of the, the environment that you are you are creating for yourself what are you surrounding yourself with um and for those who have you know joined in on this uh, live podcast thank you so very much um for those who have reached out those who have uh just waved at me uh let me just you know wave back at you I appreciate you listening to Renew My Revolution podcast with your host, Michelle Kakal. It has been my honor and my pleasure to be able to come on today and share some tips and some tools with you that I know assist you in becoming a better you. Please remember to take a look over at Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble. Check out the books, Breaking Family Ties and Faith Versus Fear. Please connect and, and uh, you know make a comment to me on Facebook, uh, Instagram, as well as Twitter. Please also consider to support this podcast and please have a high expectancy because um, coming up before the end of this year, as I promised you guys, I will have a very special guest coming up very, very soon. I will be uh, giving you more information as the weeks go on. I just want to keep some of that surprise element for you to share something that's very, very special, something that I have studied for many years and had an opportunity of someone who connected with me, uh, heard the podcast and wanted to be a guest. So I'm so excited, so excited, you guys. Look, I spoke it before it even happened, right? I spoke it before it even happened. And so once again, that just shows you the power of our words and the power of our thinking. I'm so excited for this podcast and for being able to share with you guys. Looking forward to connecting with you. Looking forward to hearing from you. Have an outstanding day. Remember that I love you, but most importantly, God loves you more. God bless.